Welcome to CCRPG, where we open up our virtual table and play games with some good friends. I'm Bob, and I'll be running Lancer, an RPG by Miguel Lopez and Tom Parkinson Morgan. You can find it on itch.io. Last time, the DBC crew, masquerading as the murder of crows, attended the second event of Contest. A meet-and-greet with committee members of Project Rebirth, along with ancillary contractors and department heads involved with the project. While Astro glad-handed with the committee, Evelyn kept her ears open to discussion. Dine took the temperature of the room whilst finding an unexpected use for his medical training, and Steve made inroads with some competitors while setting up others for failure. During the event, their secret sponsor and contact ethic, Desaria, passed them a piece of tech while hinting it would be useful tonight. When they returned to their rooms, Astro identified it as part of a monitoring device. We ended the session just as Astro dialed in. Welcome back, pilots. Hey, big cliffhanger. Yeah. <laughs> I was um, on the edge of my seat. Yeah, now it's time for the reveal. Uh, I revealed at the end of the last session that the only thing you got before the session ended was that the voices sounded familiar, maybe like the committee members. We can go ahead and pick up now with what you overhear. As the monitoring device given to you by Afik dials into the appropriate signal, you catch the end of a sentence. Not specific enough to make out what was said or who said it, but enough to know that the next thing you hear is a response. I'm sure she'll be here soon. I... I doubt Grime will be joining us tonight, uh, but he has passed along his rankings to me. I've updated everything, and you'll all find in the notes I've set out where things currently stand. Good. I think we should begin then. I, for one, want to know what the hell gets you to play hooky on an event we were all supposed to attend. Not until Ethic arrives. Come on. Who cares if the gopher is here? I could have a shipping algorithm built that would probably be more efficient at her job than she is. If that were true, you would have done so. I don't care for your needless barbs. We're here to do a job, and she's the most efficient logistics expert we could have managing it for us. If I may... good. Things are placed... As we want them. Some unfortunate associations of our associates might be useful. Fine, let's review the information Losa's assembled for us while we wait. For a few minutes, you only hear the shuffling of paper, tapping, and scratching noises. As you come to realize the voices you heard are coming from... Losa, Nosla, Opie, and Doc, who seem to be in a meeting together. Um, who was the voice who was like saying, "No, we have to wait for"? That Epic. was Opie. That was that's what I thought. Mm -hmm. Interesting that Opie appeared again. Like he was out the entire evening. That is right. He was he was gone. He, this is the first time you've heard hide or hair of him since the. Since the gala, essentially. Yeah. 
Eventually, the quiet is interrupted by an automated door sliding open and then closing again. Ah, I see you're all assembled. You hear the sound of walking and a chair being pulled out. Couldn't be a bit more punctual, Ethic. I've looked into the effects the attack will have on project progress and security. I appreciate that you got me the information as quickly as you could, Orihart, but this is becoming a widespread issue. I'm not acting security, but I can confirm for you that some of my shipments may come under threat, and this changes some timetables. Doesn't that mean we should wrap this up? I'd be more effective without having to split my time. Ah, uh, well now. Opie, perhaps you could explain? Yes. During the event, I was pulled away with reports about a retaliatory attack. It was worse than we thought. When we took the mouse piece out, when we took the mouse mouth piece out the other day, we were expecting to encounter more resistance. Turns out they may have drawn us there intentionally. I've had Efek examine the affected production chains. This is not acceptable. What about security? Surely we aren't paying these people to let our assets get attacked. Well, from what I've gathered so far, this group of dissidents are more organized than we were prepared for. Excuse me, but is there a reason why we aren't contracting Corsac for additional security? I've asked before, and all you've told me is that there's a conflict of interest. Surely the safety of such a large project should trump minor concerns. Ah, uh, well, the concerns are not minor. And perhaps you should concern yourself with your own concerns. Fine then, if that's the case, I see here Losa's updated the standings for our little contest. Why not just hire the top three right now and be done with it? I've been asking for Latitude to hire on for months now. No. Why? I appreciate your simplistic view on this ethic, but we need to run them through their paces to determine who's suited at being involved in Project Rebirth. Fine. When are you ready for your next needless delay? I'll be busy doing my job to keep your projects afloat for you. Now, now, we all want Project Rebirth to succeed. I have no doubts that we will be exactly where we need to be and everything will serve its purpose. I'm quite pleased with the progress myself. I've had many resources acquiesce to capability augments. I suggest we solve one problem with another. Let's have our prospective contractors deal with our security problem right now. Honestly, I've thought of that already. I prefer we didn't, at least not until we have something binding with them. Perhaps we should all make efforts to probe them for any secrecy or moral concerns before we let them in on what we're dealing with. In the meantime, I think we'll throw them up against our own security, run it as a drill or something. We can see how they would deal with something like what we had with the overthrow over on Module 17. Uh, see how they do while also testing our own security for cracks we could sure up, and, and perhaps we could keep them on for some of that work. 
Well, you all have the packet Losa's prepared. Let's continue this in the morning check-in. I've had enough headaches tonight. The microphone becomes considerably less useful from here on. As you can tell, there is a flurry of movement, uh, things being picked up from tables and things being shuffled around. You hear a thump noise, like something getting knocked over, and all of a sudden the microphone doesn't pick up anything anymore. Okay. Uh, real quick, uh, w- when we received the transmission earlier uh, today, um, the hijack transmission, um, didn't Jessica track that to some place on the station? Yes. Was that module 17? It was not. Okay. Um, I'll say, uh, where was it? Uh, I have it written down somewhere, but you can assume you know it. Okay, yeah. that, that that's fine. Um, uh, I'll just turn to the others and say, looks like they're running into more resistance than they're letting on with us. What's this about an overthrow on Module 17? They have dissidents on the station? I don't... I don't I I think that there's a rebellion going on here. Yeah, it seems that way. Mhm. What was this about a mouthpiece? Was it like a lead, one of their leaders or what? The transmission. Oh. Evelyn. Oh, that's what I figured it might have meant. They they took out um the the person doing the transmission. Uh so I think it's probably safe to say the hijack transmission wasn't an elaborate ploy to see how we react to it. This is the real deal. Fantastic. It's another problem to add on to our uh, current issue. Yeah, I don't 100% like how they... Was it Opie was thinking about testing our morals? Not sure how I sit well with... I don't think I sit well with that. Well, now that we know the questions are coming, you should be able to answer in a way that seems real, but what they want. You notice on the device you were listening in on, it shuts itself down. Um, But it does something very useful... As it shuts itself down, it compiles a um, transcription of what you just overheard. Oh, nice. That's handy. Does the transcription uh, identify the speaker correctly? It does. As far as you're aware. Yeah. I mean, if it's doing it worse, I don't know if you would know the difference, but... Yeah. Um, uh, I'm going to send this info to you pilots. Uh, I will find a better way to send this to you, because the way I tried to do it did not work. But you can continue on. It is, it is still printing up that transcription for you. 
Yeah, we really um, need to upgrade uh, <laughs> past the dot matrix there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was just going to say, it's, pr- it's a dot matrix printer. It's doing one line at a time. There's <laughs> little holes in the paper. Um, I'll, I'll say, so Epic wanted to, us to hear this, but I'm not sure what, what we can act on. However, any information is useful and particularly the knowledge that they're dealing with a, with a, uh, rebellion on station and well, trying to kind of keep it under wraps. I don't know how that's going to work out for them long term. I th- I think that was the point Astro. Ethic was not 100% aware of what she what we would hear, but anything is better than nothing. She's probably been recording every meeting they've had since she knew we were coming and none of them were useful enough to give us or risk giving us until now. Yeah. That's what I would have done. Would have been nice if they had told us what our current scores are, but oh well. <laughs> they alluded to it. <laughs> All we know um, is that they've been updated. <laughs> I, I imagine they're going to post them at some point, though, right? Yeah, well. Just a, a, a quick clarification. I heard Steve, you say something about recording. This was a live uh, trend. Like, th- we were listening in live, right? You were listening live. That is correct. Okay. You logged oh, into I an it was active. Recording. No, you logged into an active recording device. It's just this handy recording device happened to, when it shuts down, print out a transcript of what you just overheard. Yeah. Uh, okay. So she didn't necessarily okay. knew. Uh, no, yeah. Know ahead this, of this is time. A, this is an important uh, thing, though. You don't have. A recording of that conversation after okay. after the communication device shut down it did not create a recording of what you just overheard all you have is the transcript now so there's nothing okay. we could use as evidence for later on other than a transcript which you know anyone could just fabricate well, it's probably best that way uh yeah true you know uh, we're playing with fire we don't want to get burnt Anyway, um, this could... You have us... to roll a save at the end of every turn. It really sucks. <laughs> I mean, I, no, I would know. <laughs> <laughs> and how. <laughs> You're the expert Everyone's on, on fire already, and she's not even in her mech. Damn it. <laughs> um, this could put us in a compromising situation. Uh... They did mention uh, that they could use us to deal with the dissonance directly. Um, um, I, I have to agree with Opie on this one. They're probably not going to do that on the basis that because we don't have a contractual obligation with them, uh, if we find out more while not under contract, it could put them in even worse situation than they currently are. So it's but not if, something I'm too worried about. But if we get the job, we will be under contract then. We will, but we'll also be more likely be working under ethic. Yeah, and at that point, we can... We'll, I would we'll not have make ourselves, it. Uh, you know, I, we'll have ourselves in position. Um, I wouldn't to, assume anything, honestly. 
That's true, but I think our chances are better after getting the job than worrying about it before we even have a contract. Because if if that's something they're worried about, then they would be risking five other groups learning more about this job than they want before they can even form a contract, right? They would, then they would have to deal with somehow silencing the other five Lancer groups. <laughs> yeah, well... If if they do indeed want us to test their own security, that's certainly something we can handle. In fact, we've already done that. Should we tell them? <laughs> he he kind of mm -hmm. says jokingly. Uh, probably not. I if it's met combat, well, I can just blow. We can just you know deal with it. <laughs> blow uh, it up. You were gonna say that's always an option when you're dealing with security. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'll just make sure to aim for their heads, not the chest. <laughs> I'll make sure to tell Artemis to aim non-lethally. Oh, man. Hey, uh... Nope. Nope, I no. wasn't going to say anything. Okay. Uh, I was going to say that... Um... Uh, you will get a message sent to the room um, that is like a very short informal message uh, sent out to everyone uh, by Losa that just says, you know, meeting at, you know, uh, 0900 at the uh, gathering space uh, to uh, reveal the next uh, reveal results and announce the next uh, part of contest. Sounds good. All right. Uh, it is relatively late. You have just come back from a party that went fair into the night. What do you all want to do at this point? Well, if we have to be up early, we should probably get some sleep. Feels like the best time for it. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, Astro, is, did you want to do anything? Uh, no, not really, but uh, Jessica's still on the ship, right? As far as we know. Um... Let's see if she can maybe maybe set up some monitoring on comms to see if we can pick up any anything unusual activity. If there's unrest going on that they're trying to keep quiet, they're not going to be able to, uh, you know, hush everything up. You should probably then send just send an encrypted message rather than call her over the um you know, public phone. You, you, you read my mind. <laughs> Already made that mistake once. <laughs> um, just set, just sends Jessica a picture of an Astro Jammin movie. 
Yeah. Um, <laughs> actually, I will do that similar to what I do with Honora. Um, uh, <laughs> I'm going to send her like basically an email uh, with three different headshots. Um, <laughs> and these are Xander Nova headshots, mind you. Um, he took these after he he completed his Xander Nova disguise. Was uh, this when you were trying on the outfits? <laughs> wait, 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 wait. I, yep. I, I, need, I need to know this. Why does Xander Nova have headshots? Um, well, you haven't got to that part of Xander's backstory. <laughs> okay, what, what if one of the um, committee members shows up at the door and says, why do you have headshots? What are you well, going to say? Obviously, it's because he, he was trying on three different pairs of sunglasses. <laughs> And you need professionally prepared photos to refer to them later. He, he needs he needs a backup uh, a backup route if this all goes south. I'm, I'm just saying, if Bob pulls this out on you later on, you better have an answer prepared. Um. So didn't you know his other name is Xander Nova, professional model? <laughs> that gets kind of the answer I'm fishing for here. Yeah. <laughs> He'll, he'll send a, a picture of three different headshots. Say, uh, uh, which one, which one looks best for my um, uh, profile picture? Um, I don't know if there's like a space LinkedIn or something, um, but <laughs> that's what he's going to be asking. It, it, it's like your profile pic <laughs> as like the head of Murder of Crows or whatever. Yeah, yeah it's exactly. Like, it's like your your listing on like whatever Merc Central is for like hiring out. <laughs> yeah. um, and then like encrypted in like uh, like subtle pixel alterations in in the photos is going to be a message. Okay, um, here's my question. Did you ever brief her that this is a thing you might do? No. So okay. She, and she might, she might not understand what I'm doing. All right. Uh, I'm going to make you roll a pilot check then. Okay. Uh, you tell me what you think the trigger is. Okay. Let me, let me look at my triggers again. Uh, or if or if one even applies here, are you able to to write this and encrypt this in such a way that your crew member will figure out what the fuck you're doing and how to help you? This might be a leader inspired. <laughs> yeah. Um, Do you know how to work with your crew? Do you can you lead appropriately? Um. Wait. Do I really not have? leader oh wait i'm looking at why am i looking at steve's uh that's a good question <laughs> why are you looking at steve <laughs> there. it's mine <laughs> that's better um yeah i think this is uh, i don't know about better <laughs> all this assault and get somewhere quickly it's not for you astro <laughs> i was gonna say assault um uh, yeah if, uh, if you're good with leader are inspire, you hold on you're the only person in the crew who doesn't have very good stay cool. <laughs> yeah, I don't have stay cool at all. And, and everyone else has really good stay cool. <laughs> <laughs> I can charm. I can act unseen or unheard. Uh, 
I can lead or inspire. I can even take control of the situation, but I can't apparently. Stay but cool. if it spirals out from your grasp, you get really flustered. Yeah, yeah. I, if it, I mean, if, it makes sense. If it doesn't he's work at first pass, <laughs> he, he's a method actor, not an ad lib actor. He can't make this stuff up on the fly. Yeah, yeah. Not good at improv. <laughs> you, you did one improv special, and it just all went downhill from there. Uh, yeah, so uh, if you're good with lead or inspire, um, I I will let. That is not usually what this is used for, but I want to see if your leadership has has baked its way into yeah. Jessica working for you correctly in the yeah. way that you require as yes. the special boy you are. <laughs> All right. Here we go. Uh, roll it up. And that was a five. So I'm going to say no. no. So no, no. Uh, it takes a while uh, for her to respond. Uh, and when she finally responds, she does pick one. <laughs> she picks one of the three headshots and says, I think this one would be the best for you. Also, you have a message. Um, she said, in her message also you have a message yes um but it's not she did not say what it was okay um if she didn't send it to me maybe maybe i should go down the ship and see uh if she has anything to tell me and yeah. while i'm there uh uh, I, when I get her message back, I'll, I'll see if she also like encoded a secret message there. How long I, are you uh, going to take decrypting and unhacking what uh, secret message is here? I'll be like, man, she is really good. <laughs> um, I'll take about 30 minutes and then I'll be like, I think maybe maybe uh, she didn't know what I was doing. Um, well, you can just head down to the ship and maybe um, yeah, I'll spend the night the there ship. or something. I don't know. That <clears throat> sounds like a good idea. If anyone asks, um, I mean, I'll just say I need to check on my ship. It is my ship after all. So that's what I'll do. Um, and I'll probably just spend the night there. All right. Uh, you get on the tram. Uh, that heads from the entertainment module to the dock module. As you get on the tram, the little, you know, seven minute, not seven minute, that's way too long. It's like two minutes uh, commercial. It is still long. Yeah. It's, it's not seven minutes, though. It's watching a show. Um, a little two minute ad plays about Project Rebirth, and then the tram gets underway. All right. And then you get to the dock. And then like a little 45 second ad about Project Rebirth plays. And then the doors open. All right. Yeah, I'll head to the ship. All right. Uh, you get to the ship. Um, the ship is in kind of a almost lockdown mode right now. Um, since Jessica is the only one on the ship uh, and like Curry is not here um, and stuff like that. It just has like all the normal... Um, like it basically has security protocols on um you approach um, the door obviously your stuff <laughs> gets you in yeah um 
Uh, I'll, you know, and I'll kind of like send her like a quick message just before saying, hey, it's Astro. Uh, I thought I'd just um, come back to the ship to check on a few things. Um, And then I'll let myself in. All right. You get a message back uh, saying that yet she's just hanging out in like the entertainment room. All right. I'll I'll head there. All right. Uh, when you arrive, uh, Jess is like just hanging out uh, in like one of those comfortable like. Uh, it is it is what if a beanbag was on a gimbal? Um, Ooh, that's a, that's a great idea. <laughs> um, so she's like sunk into that. Uh, she has like a cup of tea um and and like is has the giant television that you bought for your ship uh on on the other side of the entertainment room um she's not playing an astro jam and original though which is your intent for the use of the screen um <laughs> but she is actually currently watching like current event news um yeah. as you walk in astro you catch the the uh, basically part of a news report that's currently ongoing um and it's someone uh basically just saying like uh you know uh, and due to the events of inquest events are down across the sector we will now throw to pun dit to for further more information <laughs> and then some guy appears on screen well you see steve i think that because not steve i have to pick a different name now because one of these Steve is my usual go-to name for yeah. rando guy. But now one of these names is Steve. Steve Wouldn't it be awesome if Steve showed up now? Bob? Yeah. His name is Stove. That's why I, that's why I picked the name. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that. <laughs> well, Johnson, you see, I think uh, I think what really we needed all along was uh, some to show that we're really we're tough on crime, and that's all these people really are. These hopped up criminals that are functioning in lawless, you know, outer rim space for too long. I think bringing the law law to those lawless areas is really what we've needed, and. <laughs> They just go on talking in circles, self-congratulatory. The, the big tough on crime guy has like a, a voice that cracks. <laughs> yeah. Well, they they just spiral into agreeing with each other circles where they're yeah. basically restating each other's points and agreeing with them. And you see Jess just like shaking her head as she watches this. And she's like, I was hope I had heard that there was some stuff going on, but obviously these people aren't going to be talking about it and that's all we get this close to the core so no pirate signals out this way yeah well you know that's that's kind of why i wanted to come by um i wanted to see if we could maybe uh keep our eye on any weird activity going on in the station um i mean the station's out. huge it's larger than a continent i i I mean, oh. I can definitely keep track of things, but I can narrow it down for you. How about okay. module 17? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I can check out if you have that. That's exactly what I wanted to ask for. So perfect. I'm glad you came prepared. Yeah. So, uh, you know, at the at the little shindig we went to, uh, I spoke to Ethic and she slipped me a uh, a device that allowed me to uh, pipe into uh, a recording or or a microphone 
uh, I guess she bugged one of their meeting rooms. Um, all the all the counselors gathered there and they're talking about uh, some resistance they've been having on the station. Uh, specifically, one of them brought up uh, Module 17, something about an overthrow there. Uh, huh. So I think there's a lot of unrest happening around in certain parts of the station, uh, and they're trying to keep it under wraps. They, they're uh, reluctant to bring Corsac into it as well. All right, well, I can keep my ears tuned in, that's for sure. I mean... I can't make any guarantees, but I have something to look for now. Excellent. That's that's what I want to hear. By the way, uh, that's what my message to you uh, for the headshots was actually about. Um, it's true. I am vain. I probably uh, would have sent you a message asking for your opinion on headshots eventually. Um, but I had encoded a message um, asking you to look into it. Ah, uh, okay, I don't blame so... You. I don't blame you for not picking that up. I don't think we've ever established that kind of protocol before. Yeah, normally if there's something to look for, you should, like, have a, have, like, a code phrase or a, a trigger word or a series of trigger words that you work into the title or the body of the message that alerts your contact, hey, there's something to look for here. Yes, that is a good idea. And we should we should come up with some some probably multiple code phrases. So it, you it know, sounds more natural in conversation if you have a wider array. But you have to be careful that they're not too many and too many words that you would normally use, because then it could be hard to not send false signals. Right. Well, that makes sense. All of a sudden, you just thought you were talking with your friend about something fun, and you get an angry message from them five hours later. <laughs> like, you said something about bees, so I spent like two hours decrypting your message, and there was nothing there. And it's all confusing. Don't want that. Um, also, by the way, you said I had a message. Oh, yeah. You're the um, up in the cockpit. It came into the ship. It was addressed to the ship. Oh, OK. Uh, I'll go check that out. All right. All right. Thanks, Jessica. And I'll leave the room. And go to the cockpit and see what I got. All right. Uh, as you sit down at your at the uh, kind of captain's console that you have in the back of the cockpit, um, you actually notice you have two messages. Um, one that was more of a general message, which is probably why Jess noticed it. It came into the ship, but you're the one who has access to it, basically. Um, so you do have uh, one slightly older message that came in like yesterday um, that came into the ship <coughs> addressed directly to you. Um, that is from, uh, I forget her first name, Cap Lenner. Isn't that her last name? I think it is. Kaplaner? Yeah. Roxana. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Good old Roxana Kaplaner. Yeah. Um uh, so that she so she sent you an email. Basically, well, a, a, a cross space message, I guess. Probably half of it is curse words, specifically aimed at Astro. <laughs> uh, and then the other email you got doesn't have a sender. 
All right, let me uh, open up Roxana's message. A little uh, trepidation. The, there is nothing in there except an advertisement. Um, she has not written you a message, Astro. Um, but uh, as you read this very focus-grouped sort of media uh, safe message, um, you see uh, that... Um, I have this specifically written down. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, that the a Deathbot Chronicles sequel is now in production. Oh, boy. Uh, does does it say uh, who's who's starring in it? It doesn't. OK. How many how many movies have there been so far? Well, in Deathbot Chronicles, yeah. Oh, this not... has to be a remake. <laughs> like a reboot, you know? Yeah. <laughs> They're going to cast a younger, hotter uh, guy to play Astro's role. Now, now, confirm for me, Astro, was there two? Because I thought your story was that in the process of filming the second movie is when you got into hot water with Taratella. Uh, actually, yes, I, th I think you're right. About so there's that. only one yes, release Deathbot, as opposed to his alert movies, what, where Astro got famous was his alert movies. Right. Deathbot oh, yeah. Chronicles, Deathbot Chronicles is his most recent movie and maybe his most successful movie. Um, it really was a blockbuster. A lot of people were saying when it first came out, it's like, oh, you know, Astro's doing something new with these Deathbot Chronicle movies. Uh, we thought it was a risk for him to move away from his moneymaker in the Alert series. Um, the fact that he turned out... What, what's the name of the movie you turned down in the Alert series to go do Deathbot Chronicles, Astro? Um, uh, Emerald Alert. So you never did Emerald Alerts and instead uh, picked up this, uh, you know, this screenplay that you just were really interested in. And you had the money. You could take a risk at this point. And you did the Deathbot Chronicles to great critical acclaim. And Taratella was convinced that if you could film and release Deathbot Chronicles 2, it might beat the record for highest grossing film. Yeah. Um, but you screwed that up Astro for them <laughs> yeah. Uh, by, by being a little bit more political than they wanted you to be uh, during uh, the filming of the movie uh, and due to <laughs> non-reconcilable differences, the movie never got completed or <coughs> released. Yeah. This is being billed as a Deathbot Chronicles sequel. Um. Sequel so looks soon to be prequel, but maybe uh, post. You never know. They could change their minds. It'll, it'll be a pre-sequel. So I'm just I'm just saying you never you never finished Deathbot Chronicles 2. This doesn't right. say Deathbot Chronicles 2, but it does say something in the in the worries like a continuation of the Deathbot Chronicles. Right, right. Um, Astro will look aghast. He's like, no. I was hoping they'd hold off or just leave it alone. I wonder if they're legally allowed to use the old footage from Astro's original recording of DBC2. You'll find out. <laughs> I bet they 
do. <laughs> they probably also, made laws specifically to make it so they could. Remember, yeah. this is a company that owns a planet to film their movies on. And also consider this, and I know it's very topical given the recent news, um, consider this AI to fill in the missing Asher shots. Yeah. Um, well, Astro um, will be upset at reading this, at seeing, seeing that they're actually going forward, but uh, he'll, he'll take a minute and then kind of shake it off. And he's like, okay, I'll worry about that another time. That's not what's important right now. Um, and he'll open up the other message. Oh, that's fun. Uh, you open up the other message, Astro. Uh, reeling from the news that you just got, you know, lay, way laid on to you by yeah. Roxana. You did not run any security screens on this suspicious message you received. Uh, and it takes over no. your terminal. He's like, oh, shit. <laughs> it happens. Literally instantly. The second you open it, your terminals lost to you. Uh, it is taken over the entire terminal um, and you get a message of an inbound call. This appears to be one of those real time calls, you know, the expensive ones. Um, yeah. Something has taken over your terminal completely and is forcing one of these through to you. Uh, well, I might as well take the call. <laughs> it would only be turn light. Turn uh, on the power to the DBC. I mean, that that's the option at this point. That's really the only other thing you could have done to stop this. Um, Unplug okay. the monitor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the voice still booms through the speakers all around the ship. Um, sorry, okay. I can't see you. So, uh, a, 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 a visualizer appears on the screen. You know, like one of those yeah. audio visualizers that just makes sound waves go up and down whenever it speaks. Yep. There's no there's no person on the screen, just like a sound visualizer. And you hear a voice say, is this the DBC? Uh, yes. Who is this? I am contacting from CDD. OK. What can I do for you? Mysterious CDD CDD. is investigating the loss of a CDD agent. And how does that concern me? You were the last known employer of this CDD agent. Hmm. You're not talking about ruination conditioning, are you? Ruination conditioning was a senior agent. And that's the one you lost? Ever since you took Agent Ruination Conditioning to the mission, uh, we have not heard from Ruination Conditioning since. Uh, What was it uh, Steve told us about RC that he joined up one of the fire crews? Well, he, he took one of your escape pods. You're down an escape pod in the DBC right now. Basically, he said, oh, yeah, he basically threw all of his shit into one of the escape pods. And then before we got too far away, launched out of the ship, got picked up by um, 
the rival pirate crew and started working for them instead. Uh, did he mention what pirate crew? The guys who were fighting. You did, um, uh, oh, Smack. Yeah. Smack yeah. Uh, in, well, in, yeah, yeah, Smack. Um, I'll, I'll say, well, uh, yeah, he, he kind of ditched us after our last mission. He stole one of our escape pods, uh, joined up with uh, Smack, and we haven't heard from him since. So you should call Smack and see where he is. That would not be out of character for ruination conditioning as a CDD agent. We do believe he can sometimes be reckless, but he has missed all check-ins since we last knew he was with you, and have not been able to confirm his location since. Uh, well, I don't know what to tell you. Maybe he wanted to cut loose. We have investigated reports that he may be working with the pirate crews, but have been unable to surface any evidence of his current location. Any evidence you have of his current location would be appreciated. We are willing to pay for the truth. We are doubting some of the information we are receiving. Well, uh, I am... Not sure what I can find, but I might have some contacts uh, within the pirate crews. Uh, maybe, maybe I'll be able to dig something up. Have you that... tried reaching out to Smack directly? We have. Hmm. That's unusual, but I guess maybe it's not too unusual. From what I've experienced with Smack, they're a little disorganized. They probably don't have a tidy personnel sheet hmm do you believe smack would have executed him summarily uh it's possible knowing rc that he got on their nerves but he also did have a way of proving his value and his usefulness i don't think they would just execute him We take the disappearance of a lost agent seriously, and obfuscation of the status of our agent is reason for hostility. For your sake, we hope you are not lying to us. I'm telling you everything I know, but how about this? Maybe, maybe I could put some more resources into finding out his whereabouts, but I think we would have to make an exchange. CDD is always open to making exchanges. First of all, was he... I knew he had connections uh, with you. Was he... I didn't realize he was a... He does air quotes, senior agent... Uh, was he reporting back to you about our uh, activities? No response? Chirp, chirp. No response? Well, 
How about if I find him for you, you tell me exactly what he was reporting to you when he was uh, on mission with us. If you find the lost agent ruination conditioning or information that leads to the discovery of ruination conditioning, CDD will be amenable to providing information that you deem important. Okay, I think we could probably... I think we've come to an understanding then. Uh, Right now, I have some other priorities for my crew that need my immediate attention, but once we get some downtime, I will start looking into it. CDD appreciates your cooperation. All right, well, thank you. And, uh, you know, next time maybe don't hack my terminal when you want to... There was no other way to get in contact with you. Next time, check your term, check the message before you open it. (laughs) Yeah, really. (laughs) Fair enough. Also, Uh, here's the phone bill. It's like a, it's like a million, it's like a million credits. Fair enough. Well, uh, I'll be in touch then. CDD will make available to you our proprietary messaging client. Do not share your access credentials to the CDD client with anyone other than yourself. All right. I can do that. Uh, The virus, or whatever bug has got into your system that took it over, recedes, uh, but leaves behind a messaging client installed onto your terminal. Okay, so this is what I would use to uh, contact CDD. Yes, it is just a a slightly stylized font, like in a little icon that just says CDD. And if you try to open it, it just opens to like a a place where you put in credentials, basically. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Well, you'll have to look into that later. Um, All right. So what do you do now, Astro? Yeah, after that, uh, uh, he'll go back to the entertainment room. Um, and he'll say to Jessica, uh, all right, well, uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna sleep on the ship tonight. All right. Well, um, I uh, have some leftovers uh, from making dinner. Um, so if you're still hungry, they're in the fridge. Oh, uh, you know, that would hit the spot. I spent so much time talking at that event that I barely had any time to eat. How did it go? I th- I think it went well. Uh, it's hard to know. With these Are we things. any uh, closer to being done with this little side job? 
it's possible that there is when we were listening in on the counselors while they were talking, some of them uh, were pushing, especially Ethic, um, for obvious reasons, um, are pushing to wrap this up sooner rather than later, uh, since they're dealing with this little rebellion. Um, she's mentioned why not, why don't we just hire the top three? So I assume that means we're at least still in the top three. Either oh, that's way, great we'll, news. Congratulations, Astro. Thank you. Yeah. Either way, we'll find out exactly where we stand tomorrow at nine. All right. Uh, you want me to make you breakfast before you go? That would hit the spot. All right. Well, make sure you're up on time. Don't need our captain being late to the meeting. Yes, I need to get my beauty sleep to look my best. Well, thanks, Jessica. I appreciate it. And uh, when you, as you keep an ear out, just just uh, let me know if uh, you pick up anything unusual. Okay. Um, if I need to send you a message that has any encoded information on it, um, I will slip in a movie reference somewhere in the body of the message. Perfect. I like it. All right. Well, good night, Astro. I'm going to stay up for a little while. I've got some things to do. All right. Good night. Night. Uh, and I'll just, uh, I'll, I'll take some of those, uh, leftovers and, uh, take it to my quarters and then call it a night. Astro, it's ribs. She made ribs. Oh, okay. Well, I don't uh, know why she made ribs for herself alone on the ship, <laughs> but she had ribs and there are leftover ribs in the fridge. <laughs> Even better. Those of you who stayed by uh, at the residence, what do you guys get up to for the rest of the night? Do you just turn in or do you have things you want to do? Uh, you know, after the party, Dine would probably say, you know what? I'm done for the night. <laughs> probably just turn in. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> Evelyn. Um, I feel like. Well, I feel like Evelyn feels that she didn't accomplish much. And it's understandable given the fact that she isn't the most best in political situations like this. I think she's going to try to do a little bit of tinkering in the living room for a bit. Nothing particular. Like, I'm not trying to accomplish anything. I think just she's going to do some work and then go to bed. But she'll be up a little later than everyone else. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Anything interesting you get up to specifically? Uh, you know, what? I just remembered she still has that grapple hook. Maybe she'll be um, fine tuning that. Yeah, absolutely. OK, that makes sense. At one point, she actually sets it off and it like puts a hole in the wall and she just kind of moves a lamp to cover up the hole and hopes no one will notice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you guys and destroying inanimate objects, I swear. Look, we didn't sign anything. There's nothing that says we have to keep this place pristine when we leave. This isn't a hotel room or an Airbnb or a space B&B. Yeah, right. don't worry. We'll get the bill as we la as we leave and we'll just hand it to Evelyn. <laughs> is and there I'll... anything 
you all want to accomplish in the morning or do you want to move ahead till when everyone gets back together in the gathering area? I would ask Evelyn why it sounded like a gun went off in the apartment uh, the previous night. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> she does the shrug. She does that shrug um, motion and one of her hands is the gun. <laughs> I look over at the plant, look back at her, don't say anything, and just walk out the door heading to the to the uh, meetup area. Astro will get up a little bit earlier to to have breakfast. Um, uh, have some small talk with Jess, Jess, uh, and then once he finishes, he's just going to head straight to the residence. Uh, so he could meet with everyone before uh, before nine. Sounds good. <clears throat> All right. Yeah, Is let's that go. It? I think so. Any anything else? Nope. You guys um, were just going to get back together? Yeah. Uh, when we get back together, um, I'll, I'll pull Steve aside um, and say, hey, uh, Steve, I got an interesting message yesterday. Doesn't sound that interesting. Well, uh, it was from, it's from the CDD. Uh Apparently they lost track of uh, RC. Okay. Um, so, uh, yeah, it, it, it gets interesting. I guess he was like a senior agent for them, and he might have been spying on us uh, and relaying information back to the CDD while he was on our mission. Can't say it surprises me too much. Uh, but the weird thing is, now the CDD says that they haven't been able to reestablish contact with him. Um, do you know... Uh, do you know Why any... are they contacting us and not the pirates? That's what I asked them. Uh, they, I told them he went and went off and to gallivant with Smack. Um, and they, they should ask Smack. And they said they did. Uh, but we're unable to track him down. Do you know exactly who picked him up or what ship he he got to? I I don't know why you're asking me this. I was in bed with all of you when he left. Um, I don't think okay, I was the last on, person to on. even time, see him. Time, time out one second. I thought uh, I thought you were the one that told us what happened. Is that not the case? Because then I wouldn't be asking you if that's not the case. Uh, I don't. I think. How, how it, is it I that we came to believe that he 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 ditched us and went went to join Smack? Just made uh, incriminating information, or or made a letter, I think, or something for us that we found in his room after he had left. That's my understanding of what happened. 
Okay. Is that is that not what we did, Bob? Or am I? That is that is essentially you found uh, evidence that uh, he had left and taken everything with him. Um, And I think uh, specifically, you might have reported, oh, one of the escape pods is gone. That that might have been it. That was what you did. You're the one who was like, oh, hey, uh, one of the escape pods is gone, guys. Okay, I I thought it was something like you saw it happen, like you were in the cockpit and you saw the escape pod launch off and something something like that. Like that was your story. So if if that's the case, I don't think I actually would really single out. I'd have no reason to single out Steve uh, to ask him about this. Um, I mean, it, uh, it stands to reason you would ask all of us, but right, but right. like yeah. Um. Uh, so, so I, I would, instead of, uh, taking you aside, I would just, um, I would just tell the whole group, like, about this message I got. Um, I said, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's weird. They, they, they're trying to get in contact with him. They don't know where he is. Um, I said that maybe we could try to find out, uh, try to locate him. Uh, in exchange for information, like I would like to know what he was reporting back to the CDD about us and, you know, how much, uh, you know, I'm how sorry, much exposure are we, still, we is, have. Is this our current, are we still having this conversation? You did come to talk to me. Is that, uh, no, no, I, 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 I might've, I, I, I said in this case, I would be, uh, telling the group as a whole. Oh, okay. Sorry, I missed that part. Yeah. I was like, wait, what's going on? I mean, we can, t- we can tell them about the skate pod, I guess. I mean, it didn't, it didn't have any tracking information, so that's kind of useless. Well, I told them everything we know. Um, All right. Obviously, this isn't something we have to worry about now, um, but I just wanted to let you know they, they contacted me. Um, maybe when this is all done, we can try to uh, make some inquiries uh, and see what, if we can locate him. Um, I mean, if we do that, I, we'll, we'll find out what he was telling the CDD about us. I'm not really sure what we can accomplish that we didn't do before. I mean, I mean, I sent out some feelers. I feel like some other people did too, and nothing came out of that. I'm not sure you what's did? changed. I mean, I, I, I basically gave Anora a ring and said, "Hey, if you hear or." My other contact said, like, if you hear about some, I, I you know, I honestly figured how we described him. Some little, some little prick in sunglasses show up, you know, let me know. Something to that effect. Well, that's oddly specific. I, I, no, I would have given a better description. I just, Chuck, the player, cannot remember what he looks like other than the sunglasses. I mean, you know my connections. Uh, if we need to talk to Ren or something, we can. But uh, that seems like a gross waste of resources to me. I just it, want to know what he was, uh, what he was telling the CDD, uh, and if we're exposed in any way as a result of having having him on the ship. Yeah, that's my main concern. Is like if he was leaking out information. I mean. It's not really good for us. What information are you all worried about? Corpos, maybe, but CDC and Corpos don't work that close, do they? I mean, this is changing times. You never know. I mean, maybe they are now. 
the problem with this is with the CDC is you never CDD. know what information CDD. I'm sorry. Center yes. for Disease Control. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he he also works for the CDC. Didn't you know? <laughs> Um, the problem with the CDD is that we never know what information they're looking for and what we may think is not valuable. It could be very valuable to them. Yep. Well, like I said, uh, well, we, we can, we can return to this at a later point. I just thought I should let you know, uh, that was the message I got yesterday. Well, it does, it's something we it can worry about later. about the Despot Chronicles. Wait, what? Sequel. He does not tell tell you guys about Deathbot Chronicles. <laughs> about you, the movie sequel. Yeah. You know, Astrid, nothing stays hidden on the ship forever. We're all going to find out eventually. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Um, all right. Well, that's it. Let's, let's head on over uh, right. to see where we ranked up. As you all arrive in the assembly hall, it is organized much like it was before, except maybe it feels a little bit roomier in here. It's not as crowded for some reason. Um, Losa uh, is standing next to her little board uh, with all the slats in it again. Um, And uh, there are actually two boards next to her this time. both of them filled with slats that are covering up what you assume are your scores. Um, the uh, I keep wanting to call them like associates or something. The committee members uh, are all like waiting behind her, uh, waiting for her to like start her like um, presentation. Essentially, uh, she looks around. She looks around. She looks around. All right. I guess this is everyone. Um, Well, thank you all. Uh, It was a very nice experience last night. I think you all will have gotten to know each other a little bit better. And as such, we have gotten to know all of you a little bit better, too. And that's what today's rankings will reflect. Um, We think uh, that uh, all of you did uh, a job of getting to show off uh, what we can expect from you if we were to bring you to more uh, corporate functions or uh, try to incorporate you into uh, the flow of life here at Project Rebirth. Um, So without further ado, I'm sure you're all looking forward to finding out how you all did. Uh, The first board I have here uh, is uh, your rankings in the meetup last night. I want to give a special shout out to the team that came number one. Uh, This team did a whole lot of work to make sure that they were uh, both heard by and that they listened to uh, the uh, all of the committee members and and people who may have had uh, concerns or interests in, in making sure, you know, things were done properly during the event. Uh, and then she pulls the first slat and it says murder of crows. Yes. Holy Astro. shit. Astro, uh, this pumps there. <laughs> there's like a, there's like a three second moment where Steve forgets for a second that were murder of crows. <laughs> 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 yeah. All right. 
<laughs> oh damn, that's us. Uh, uh, man, uh, man yeah, actually I, did it. Can I raise Dying. my hand at this point? <laughs> you can. Yeah. <laughs> Losa goes. Uh. Uh. Oh sure, why not? Yeah. Yes. Uh, what can I help you with? I'm elated. Uh, this is great. But how was this scored exactly? Uh, for all of our sakes. Oh, uh, I'm sure I can give a little bit of insight to that. Um, so all of the committee members ranked you, uh, and then we put all those rankings together. <laughs> okay, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Astro just nods his head like that made perfect sense to him. Um, Astro, it tells me it was popularity contest, right? But yeah, like, it totally was. I was curious if they <laughs> yeah. actually had a scoring system. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, each each committee member probably used different criteria for how they scored you, but it was basically just a vote. Um, second, um, this group uh really uh did a good job at uh advocating for themselves and 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 specifically uh you know giving recommendations of how they could be useful um and uh looking to really sell themselves in a positive light. Um she pulls the second slat off of here. Uh it is the dire scholars. I softly clap. <laughs> Everyone, and I all my friends. <laughs> I give a golf clap. <laughs> uh, most most a, people are, are like politely clapping or yeah. ignoring this entirely. Um, like Cher Seal, for example, who's just staring. Um, third, uh, the group was maybe a little bit more businesslike and cold than we would have liked, but in some cases, that can be a useful asset. And you know, there is a lot to be said of uh, you know not um, you know forcing yourself into situations where you need to do more than provide what you're supposed to. So our third place uh, in this competition, and she pulls back the slat, is Share Seal. Share seal just you look over at them. They just nod. Like, yeah, that, that seems right. Um, and then she will go down to the fourth. Uh, this group uh did a good job at uh getting into conversations where they could really give their qualifications. And uh specifically, uh I know uh that one of our uh committee members has an eye on you. Um, and she pulls back the slat, and it is the cane vagrants. Hey, Astro cheers loudly for them. Like uh, awkwardly loudly, like <laughs> the rest of us are golf clapping. Or? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he he, he, he kind of goes, yeah. And then then he trails off when he realizes that was louder than uh, you was know, appropriate the, for this the situation. Thing, the, the thing <laughs> the, the is, the soccer mom at the elementary <laughs> cool, yeah. uh, school. Yeah, cool, the uh, thing school. is, uh, also Bingo Reads, who's one of the members of the Cane Vagrants, also almost in a surprise way went, yeah, <laughs> like <laughs> at the same time. So not, you know, you get to share that a little bit there. Share the awkwardness. Everyone looks over at Astro, and everyone sees Astro's crew looking at Astro, <laughs> going, "What?" <laughs> Uh, now, this next group uh, did uh, a good job of making sure that they got around to talk to people, but was maybe a little less interactive than we would have liked. Uh, pulls back, and it is um, Dwarf Elbost. Oh. 
they're lucky they got to be interactive at all. Exactly. They would have done even worse. Um, sixth, um, we want to say uh, that this group was maybe a uh, little forward uh, and sometimes a little pushy. Um, but <laughs> in some cases, that was appreciated. In others, it was unwelcome. Uh, and pulls back the slot, and it is Uncanny Ravine. Oh, uh, what, I'll look at Smiles. Is he smiling he's, he's, still? Yeah, he's smiling. <laughs> he's like, he's he's smiling like in a way that's like, yeah, that's what we did. That's who we are. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> uh-huh. All is right oh. in the world. That's right. We, we can kill our way to the top. No way. We did that. <laughs> um... The next group, uh, we don't really have to get into this uh, right now. Um, she will pull back a slat and it just says Prismalo. Uh, and then finally, um, I think that uh, some people should check um, their drinking a little bit. It was a corporate function. Um you know, signs of respect were to be paid on uh, is important to remain presentable uh in company and also to not bring undue attention uh where it is unwanted and losa seems almost a little like she's rebuking a little bit here and she pulls the last slat and is alabast uh-huh well now that you've all seen the standings, I will direct your attention to our second board here. I have totaled up all your scores, and we have what the new totals are. Coming in first, this is a bit of a shocker. She pulls the slat, and it says, Share Seal Ampersand Murder of Crows at 21. Ooh. Oh my. That's right. We have a tie for first place between Murder of Crows and Share Seal. And then she starts clapping. And then expects people to join in. I'll clap to that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, most of the people you've made friends with clap. Smiles claps. Uh, he's like, yeah, awesome. Uh, um, so that means... Uh, that uh, the two of you, uh, we are pretty impressed. Hopefully you won't uh, trip on our last little uh, event here for you. Uh, next, uh, in third place, uh, we have the Dire Scholars. Uh, having uh, placed uh, solid performances in both events, um, you did not need to win either um but placing highly uh in one uh, has seen you rise uh into a uh, possible moneyed position uh we hope that you we will see great things from you in the next event uh next is uncanny ravine uh uncanny ravine uh you are exceptional uh at your battlefield performance um i know that maybe you stumbled a little bit with the last event but don't worry this last event i've been told um by one of our committee members you should excel at oh boy the cane vagrants uh, uh you're still in the competition <clears throat> uh, pulling in a winning performance here could see your score skyrocket so i would still hold out 
Uh, Dwarf Elbost, uh, you are also in a similar position to the Kane Vagrants. Um, if you really get your act together and pull off just a stunning performance, th- this showstopper has got to be all out for you. <laughs> Uh, and then, uh, lastly, <clears throat> Alabast, um, you're bringing up the rear here a little bit, but there is still hope for you. So, um, if, uh, you can put the pieces together, uh, we would like to see you put in the effort to, to really make a good performance for yourself so that maybe, um, even if you don't make it here, we'll be able to provide a good reference for you. She never unslats the final door in the board she leaves it shut all right everyone uh that is uh the rankings currently um as you can see uh we do have a few front runners uh who are up ahead of things right now um but uh you all have uh an excellent opportunity to show off some skills here in things that we may actually have you work on with us uh our next event is going to be uh a practical of sorts uh one of the things that we may need to call upon you to do during project rebirth is um uh provide uh an outside I view on um, security Um, and uh, as people uh, who are in the thick of it often, uh, we hope that you'll have an eye to where security vulnerabilities could be. So our last event is going to be um, a a practice, uh, a, a security audit. Essentially, Uh, we are going to set you all up with a separate scenario where we will face you off against some of our security in a simulated combat. Um, We will have uh, you uh, do whatever you see uh, you need to get done in order to accomplish your mission. And our security (coughs) is going to try the best they can to stop you. Uh, anyone who finds a security issue that we can actually use to buff up and make our security a little bit beefier will get a significant nod in the direction of first place in this event. Anyone who completes their mission uh, securely and quickly and efficiently also will score you a, a varied amount of significant points um but remember it is not just about achieving the directive that we set before you um but can you show us that your help would be what we need to find the exploits in our security and patch them over um anyone who does not finish the mission will get zero points on this last test. So it is important that you stick to the brief you are given at the beginning of your mission. Does anyone have any questions? When does the mission begin? Uh, you will all be receiving your mission directives shortly. Um, additionally, uh, this is not anything too big, uh, but we are going to have to have you all move your ships. Mumble, uh, mumble, grumble, grumble, grumble. Uh, no, yeah. it's, uh, it's, it's, I assure you, uh, there is no problem. Uh, it's just we have all secured for you a uh, different dock uh, in a different docking module. Um, we will send each of you your new docking module privately, and we need you to relocate your ships uh, as soon as is possible. 
Hmm. Alrighty. Huh. <clears throat> uh, also, um, before uh, that we get this final mission underway, uh, it is important to know that this is going to be a simulated mission. Um, there will not be live rounds on the field. Uh, and we do not expect you to kill our security members. <laughs> uh, you see every person in Smile's group get a little bit upset when she says that. <laughs> uh, Smiles is smiling, but now he's smiling in like a disappointed, like, come on kind of way. He, he's um, like smiling, but like the edge of his like smile is like frowned. almost. Yeah, it's, it's like a frump almost. <laughs> um <laughs> Uh, so, uh, any weaponry that you used in the initial mission that we set for you, uh, is okay to be used in the final, uh, mission, but any weaponry that you did not use during there, uh, you will have to report to our engineering team and have the weaponry evaluated, uh, because we will need to determine how to simulate that weapon in this final battle. All right. Well, you all have your orders. I would go ahead and get those ships moving there and uh, get working on getting your uh, your various weaponry gauged in for the final simulation. Um, and uh, we will send you all your individual missions shortly. Um, I'll I'll raise my hand again. Uh, yes. Uh, where are we moving our ships to? Uh, we will send you all a private message on where your new dock are. We don't want anyone's competitors to find out where you're docked. Okay. She smiles. Okay. You're all dismissed. Am I assuming we're moving our mechs back to the ship and then... Or are we keeping them in the same place? I don't. I, I don't know. I, I assume we're putting the mechs on the ship, right? I mean, it's where you're we're assuming taking... whatever you're assuming, right? Yeah, it's, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, we could ask before we all leave. I would ask. I would raise my hand and ask her that. Uh, yes. Uh, I would ask her. Uh, um, are we moving our mechs back to the ship before we? move the ships to the new dock or are we keeping the same mech hangar uh so the hangars that we have below this room um are where our engineers are uh who are going to be able to uh evaluate your your weapons um so um if you uh don't need to have any certifications done on your weapons you can go ahead and move your ships now and move your mechs back to your ships uh you will be deploying uh essentially in the field um so you <coughs> will need a way to get to your assignment so i would recommend uh getting your mechs back to your ship before the assignment um but if you need to get any certs done for your weaponry or systems on your mechs that need to be weighed in uh i would get that done uh while you're still here okay and she had said earlier that certification only needed to be done on anything new uh, right it only needs to be done on anything you did not use during the first mission so what she's implied is they were monitoring you 
during right. the first mission and any weapon you feel comfortable with oh i use that during the first mission they have that dialed in already you don't have to worry about it they will already be taking care of it but if there is anything you're like hmm maybe this won't work correctly unless i go get it certified you might want to go do that okay so uh, people who are using simple things like assault rifles and shields and things like that they probably can assume the techs are going to get their stats right right um but let me let me give you an example orion um your your weapon has like five different levels of charge doesn't it yeah 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 yeah. did you fire it at all five different levels of charge i only fired it at full charge yeah you probably want to get it dialed in for those other options Yeah, ex- okay. I, I that's why I was asking. So I'm like, yeah, my mech's a little bit special. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Does anyone else need to get cert done on their mech? Uh, what about like uh, the my system upgrades for uh, hacking invade options? Those would uh, ap- those would a 100. Um, so let me put it this way: um, Is it something that hurts people? uh some of them some of them might hurt people some of them inflict status effects so let me put it this way if it hurts someone they probably don't want you hurting their security for real so they're gonna have to figure out a way to simulate that effect for you yeah Um, but if it's something like i turn your computer screen off you probably don't need to have that certified because in the simulation, you can still just turn their computer screen off. You see what I'm saying? Like, yeah, anything like. Gotcha. It's up to you if you want to do it or not. They have they have not like Losa very specifically did not give you like any like marching orders for like, here's the here's the letter of the law, so to speak. But depending on how you want to. You know, exhibit yourself you right. may want to take that into account. I well, I don't know how happy they'll be if you're like, what? I just gave them a computer virus. It's like, yeah, it made his eyes bleed. You know what I mean? Like that might be, yeah. might be a little iffy. <laughs> what? I just um, fired my cannon. Yeah. And you put holes through all four of them. <laughs> well, uh, I'll play it safe and I'll just talk to one of these engineers and go over <laughs> my capabilities some of them do like cause like one of them is eject power cores so that's going to and and that'll cause adjacent people to take damage so there's yeah that's 100 something they're gonna have to (laughs) sim up yeah um okay so yeah orion and astro are definitely gonna get things checked out to see if they need to have them simmed uh what about evelyn and steve um other than my core system I think everything else on the mech is pretty standard. I, I don't know about the Oasis wall and the sun crown, so I probably get those checked out too. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. So then you'll have uh, the, um, I literally just had it on the tip of my tongue. What is the name of your mech again? Tweety bird. Tweety bird. Yes. Tweety bird. So you're, you'll have the Tweety bird get, uh, get started. Okay. Uh, and then Evelyn, do you think you need to have this done? You know, I think I've demonstrated everything that can actually hurt people other than the um, core power. So maybe that needs to be shown off. Okay. Uh, Do you decide to do that? 
Excuse me. Um, yeah, I should probably do that. Edlin's okay. not here to murder people. Okay. Uh, then the four of you uh, can head down to the hangar um, to start working on getting your mech started. Um, as you get there, uh, you you know, who of you goes first? Uh, probably uh, me, because okay. I mean, you probably need to would take the longest. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Dine, uh, as you get to your mech, um, it's on already. Yeah. Um, and, uh, uh, Curry, uh, like, as you guys come downstairs, Curry walks up to you before you even get to the mech. Uh, hey, Dine, I think we got a problem. Oh? Uh, yeah, your mech turned on, and then, uh, I went to go talk to it. Um, and it seemed to get angry at me and I don't want to make things uh-huh. worse. All right, I'll go talk to her. Okay. I walk over to my Mac. Right. What's going on, Artemis? Uh, you don't get a response at first. I get into the Mac and sit there and, uh, you, you climb up. Uh, you open the cockpit, you get everything opened up. <clears throat> Every screen seems to be running and evaluating information. Can I tell what kind of information? It is a mind-boggling amount of things. Uh, it is the schematics for the hangar you're currently standing in. It is uh, what the cameras can detect from where they are. Uh, it is uh, running checks on all known uh, tags of the various competitors who are taking part of contest. Uh, it is running oh background checks uh, into uh, previous security uh, reports that the system uh, for the station has put in you know in the past like seven months that on its own is its own screen because it's just going through every security incident report just being like what kind of damage was done what was the response like what was the response time like every screen is like doing things i go uh caster what's artemis doing (laughs) oh uh dine i appear to be locked out of the system Fantastic. Artemis, what are you doing? Um, <sighs> uh, Dine. Yes. Um, I think we're under attack. By who? I, I think someone's sneaking up on us and is going to attack us. Inside or outside the station? Inside. Well, outside. We'll be outside when it happens, but they're inside and we're inside right now. But at the time it happens, I think we'll be outside and they'll be outside. (sighs) Okay. I'll let the others know. Um... We'll have to be on alert because we'll be moving back to the ship and moving soon. It's an ambush. You see one of the screens go into alert mode. Okay. (laughs) Are there NHP psychologists? Yeah, I think we need one. 
Um, <clears throat> so on the screen that she's showing me, what is what's on the screen? Is it a ship? Uh, it is like it is like the alert that you would send to the team like, oh, God, we're under attack. This is like what would appear on your screen if you were asleep to like wake you up and be right. like, we're under attack. Get weapons live. Um, as you're sitting here, you hear the engine and weaponry on your mech start to heat up. Artemis is turning your mech on. Uh, Artemis? It's an Do ambush. Not... We're being ambushed. Uh, calm down. I understand, but we... <sighs> I'm going to call Jessica. Like, just straight, straight from Artemis. Or straight from straight from my mech. Okay. Uh, are you going to try and take back one of the screens that Artemis is using? Yes, I'm going to say, Artemis, give me a screen. <laughs> we need to divert <laughs> all attention. Uh, they could be anywhere. I understand. Still need to get an outside perspective. I, I trust you, Artemis, but... You have to trust me as well. One of the screens comes back under your control, and as soon as it does, you see caster symbol appear on it, um, and uh, it it opens up and activates for you, and it does what you want it to do. Okay. Caster, get me in contact with Jessica. We need to see what's going on outside the station. All right. Uh, you get a line, and Jess gets on the line. Just oh, uh, oh, dying. What's going on? Uh, so Artemis thinks that we're under attack. Is there anything going on outside of the station that you can tell? Um, <laughs> you see her looking at something else off screen. No, seems pretty boring. Any ships? Any anything? I mean. <laughs> docked and moving but no weapons fire no combat i can see why is there a problem well um i don't know exactly what she's running but she seems to think that we're going to be ambushed ah well i don't think we're unless the enemy is so good at an ambush we don't know we're currently in an ambush i think we're fine Artemis, can you send your data over to Jessica to at least share so that we can so that you can share the burden, please? You hear Jessica on the other end of the line go, whoa, what the hell is this? <laughs> this is this is this is too much data. It would take yeah. me weeks to go through all of this. Oh, boy. All right. Well, um, I'm going to pass a message to the rest of the crew and say, get your mech certified. It's going to be a little bit before I can move from here. And I'm going to work with Jessica to try and parse what the hell Artemis is trying to show us. Okay. 
do any of you question that message or do you just go forward with doing what you were doing? Uh, Astro's like, everything all right? You need help? Uh, I will let you know once Jessica and I figure it out. Yeah, I mean... All right, well, that sounds ominous, but I'll leave you to it. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, if you need the hands, you know we'll be here. Don't pull up the ship. I'm going to say, uh, outside of the mech, you see, um, the, the cannon on, uh, Dine's mech starting to turn red. I'll say, um, are you powering up weapons, Dine? I'm going to say Artemis, not the ZFG. (laughs) Not yet. But, but it's our primary deterrent. Keep it in standby. We can turn. We can uh, react as needed. I'm going to say, Astro. As soon as you're done getting your mech checked out, come back. I'm going to need your help as well. We're going to need a third. A third. Uh, maybe a fourth with your AI. I'm sorry. I can't remember your new. Uh, your third AI's name. Kubrick. <laughs> Thank you. <Kubrick. laughs> uh, okay. Will do. All right, Jessica, let's start going through this. All right, and that's what you start spending time doing. <laughs> uh, you are able to convince Artemis that you're taking her concerns seriously enough that she is willing to pause the alert to allow you to review all the data. Yeah. <clears throat> yep, okay, that's good. <laughs> All right, who's who's getting started first? Oh, I'll go next. All right, uh, Astro, as you bring your mech uh, over to the cert station, there are a couple of mechs already set up in here. Um, there is uh, a couple people from uh, the uh, Dire Scholars who are here having their mech certed. Um, they see you come over and park and like. To get in queue essentially yeah um and one of them waves at you and just like congenially like gives you the head nod hi <laughs> mondays am i right yeah <laughs> uh one it's of them Tuesday. <laughs> um do you try to see what they're talking about or do um, you just let them continue their conversation without you getting involved I just I just let them continue. Do you try to hear what they're saying? Uh yes, I will try to eavesdrop. All right, go ahead. Um, what what check is this? This would be a uh act unseen or unheard. Uh I I'm I'm not going to try to like get closer like to the point where i get caught so i'm just going to i think just roll a flat d20 to see if i can hone in on their conversation okay absolutely um okay uh an 11 okay well uh with that uh you hear they're talking about the fact that Prismalo dropped out of the competition. Ah. Uh, They're discussing the fact that uh, they didn't appear on the second board, um, and they believe that Prismalo, you know, they weren't 
they weren't present in the assembly hall this morning. Um, and one of them, you don't know their names well because you aren't the ones who you aren't the one who's been basically communicating with them. Um, but you see one of them basically say to the other, like, yeah, I mean, I heard them say something about lining up a juicy gig and the fact that they can't wait out to see what happens here. So they were going to go take care of that. Yeah, that's that's what I expected might happen. All right. Um, yeah, Asher will just keep to himself for now. Okay. Uh, eventually, it is your turn. Uh, they take your mech in. They have you describe any uh, maneuvers and or weapons or systems that you would be afraid to use normally during a simulation fire mission for fear of it not operating properly or too intense on not a live fire mission. So they basically give you the freedom to tell them, what do you think we need to look over with your mech to give you the best showing you could have. Right. Uh, is there, is there's probably not time to, to swap out any systems. Is there, uh, that is something you could have done during your last full repair. Yeah. Um, can I say I, um, I did swap out given that we heard in that conversation about the, uh, maybe doing security. Um, I would like to swap out and add in my Lotus projector. Uh, so let me, let me see what I want to swap out for that. Lotus projector is two system points. Um, I'll probably instead uh, swipe out the marker light for the Lotus projector. Um, and uh, then, you know, I'll, I'll go over with with them uh, the different invade options I have installed in my, my mech. Um, so, you know, the uh, the power eject power cores, which can cause energy damage. Um, a puppet system, which can be used to push, knock back other mechs, so not necessarily cause damage, but. Uh, you know, probably something they still want to know about. Um, uh, and and uh, I think a couple of them. Uh, yeah, the viral logic suite also causes uh, mechs to uh, take heat. So that's probably something they want to know about. Um, I don't know if I used any of my weapons in the last one, so I'll just give them a rundown of the weapons I have, the Mortor and the Oracle LMGs. Did you give your Mortar a very fun name? Uh, no. The Mortor. The Mortor. <laughs> the Mortor. I, I, so... <laughs> There's another like tower defense game I play with 
a friend and we always call them more tours and, and i just let that slip in the wild <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah i mean scanning any traditional fire weapon yeah. uh does not take long um but yeah they are like okay well we're gonna have to sim up some of these other things uh we will uh get that all set up uh he you see like there is like a team of people here that is like taking these things like a group of four came over to evaluate your mech. Uh, you know, there's like two on like little raised platform examining your mech while like two more talk to you, basically. Um, but yeah, they, they say that they don't think it's going to be a problem. They'll be able to get this set up for you. All righty. All right. Who goes next? I can go. All right. Uh, Evelyn, uh, what do you want them to figure out and sim up for you? Um, I mean, they've seen everything up until this point other than the um, core power. So I guess I'm going to focus on that because that generates that shield with extended energy spikes, which I guess they get to simulate like when it's activated, like anything within a certain proximity takes damage, I guess. Yeah. Either that or they give me a bunch of uh, marshmallows to put over the spikes. One of the two. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I mean, that's exactly the kind of thing they're looking for. So like, ah, okay. okay so that's they want to know what happens or what what the intended effect of it's supposed to be and things yeah. like that. Yeah. So, yeah, they're going to they're going to try and get that figured out here for you. Um, quick question for Astra before I forget. You said you were going to swap out something for your other thing. Yeah, I'm swapping out my marker light for Lotus Projector. For Lotus Projector. Okay, I just wanted to make the switch on my side, too. Okay. So I <clears throat> see it. And you'll have to update it in Foundry for your yep, own Mac. I'm okay. on it. All right, and then uh, Steve. Yeah, I don't... The more I think about it, the more I don't... I, I mean, they know what hex charges are. Pattern B hex charges, I'm sure, right? They're just grenades. Mm, let's say probably. Okay, if it's explosive, I'll I'll show them it. So the grenades yeah. in this case, they'll they'll like they'll want to know the specifics because there are different grenades. You know what I mean? They want to make sure yeah, like they get the sure. uh, what grenade you're using right. You know, so mm -hmm. they're gonna they're gonna do some scans on it, determine what your payload is, and things like that. Anything else? No, I'm not going to tell him anything else. Okay, so you're not going to fully sim all your stuff. Uh, the it's like my core power, and if I'm using that at that point, then I, something's probably gone wrong, anyways. Okay, um, so I don't really want them to have all the information. All right, so keep in mind anything that they don't know about. If you use it, you'll have to actually use it when you use it because they won't have a sim version for you to use instead. Oh, so it's not using it when we do that. Okay. Uh, well, no, no. What I'm getting at is like during the during the battle, if you're like, man, it'd be really nice to use my core power right now, unless you actually want to use the full effect of your core power. Yeah, um, they won't have a sim ready for you. So, like, for example, if you don't tell them my big gun does 36 damage then you'll actually have to kill someone with 36 damage to show them what it does because they won't have simmed up 36 damage for you that will be non-lethal instead. You know what I mean? So Yeah, that makes sense. I wasn't really thinking of it that way. Um, I guess I will. I'll show them the Hall of Mirrors then. Um, 
yeah because yeah because it. the the holograms explode right they yeah. create little explosions yeah, yeah, yeah. you would you would have had to actually detonate these explosions then you know which would be exactly what they're trying to avoid <laughs> um all right so yeah they can they can go like they they like you can tell they're a little like oh that's like they're a little interested in how that thing works but yeah they'll get something they'll get something figured out for uh a way that you know when you log in your system that you're doing this um, okay cool it will it will do that simulated damage uh and effect against anyone who should have been affected by your actual system um, cool 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 so since mm-hmm. i know that dine needs to have basically all of his systems put in because you most of these systems, however, were created by Dyne. Yep. So could I just have Caster output the data that Caster would think would be needed for the sim and just give it to the techs? Um, Caster can try. Make a pilot yeah. check. Uh, no. Uh, this is probably... Uh, engineering weapon systems and reactors, right? I mean, that it's one hundred percent what that is. You do yeah. this for yourself already. <laughs> yeah. Oops, sorry. Oh, good. Uh, looks like we got the logic bomb and banish going right there. <laughs> yeah, sorry, I'm messing <laughs> with my character sheet, and I just activated logic bomb. Just logic bombed <laughs> all over the place. Yeah. All right. Uh, twenty six. Twenty six. Uh, <laughs> with that, Caster is like. Uh, you are going to have to help because you need to, like, figure out, like, oh, what do you think they need? Caster can kind of, like, Caster basically is, like, a super powerful personal assistant in this way. He kind of more assists you in doing it rather than doing it for you. Um, so, but he is able to, like, you're able to very quickly give him a few keywords and things you're looking for. And he's able to compile, uh, like, yeah. a little output pad for you fairly quickly. Um, yeah. You get a little uh, UMD uh, dispensed um, that has all of the system information and sims that you think they might need. I, I take it and I go, Artemis, I will be right back. I promise. And I Don't. quickly... Don't die. I promise I won't. I uh, I will quickly um, go over and to the to the engineers and I will give them this and I go. This contain most of my systems are made by me. This contains everything you should need to know. Oh, they can. Yeah, they looked at a like. Hold on, <clears throat> a, he has his friend plug it into his system in the UMD slot. They look at it cursorily and is like. Oh, cool. Yeah. Hey, we'll um we'll send you uh some questions if we need any, but this looks pretty good. We'll get started with this. Perfect. Thank you. Yeah. You hear the guy at the computer go, oh, this guy just does our job for us. <laughs> <laughs> well, this seemed like the easiest way to get it done. And and I like run back to the mech and I go, ah, okay, uh Astro, can you and I'm sorry, I forgot the name of your AI again. Or any Kubrick. 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 Can you Stanley and Kubrick, Kubrick help us parse uh, parse all of this information as well? Yes, yes. Uh, we'll get on that. 
repeat logic bombs and banishes the information. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whoops. You didn't want uh, me to use my viral suite. <laughs> luckily, Artemis identifies Astro as an ally. Um, <laughs> that is so, lucky. Is, so she is willing to uh, share the data with you. Um, Astro, how are you trying to help with this? Uh, I would ask dine like what do you what category of data do you want me to focus on i can create some maybe i can ask kubrick to create some like subroutines to filter through and interpret uh i'm gonna say artemis believes that there is going to be an ambush based on what's within this data um i don't know how you want to parse that but it looks like she's been looking into past security breaches, history, um, things like that within the station. So however you feel that you can um, break that down to try and figure out where she's coming from. Is Artemis okay? <clears throat> she's panicking. Um, that's not normal, right? No, but... Artemis is not a normal AI. If there's going to be an ambush, shouldn't she be able to present the evidence in a clear manner? That's why I need your help to parse what's going on. <laughs> okay, I'll see what I can do. Um, and <clears throat> I'll say, like, you know, oh, I, I'll take this category category of data. Like maybe there's like um, surveillance data, and I'm like, I'll take that. Um, and I'll um, ask Kubrick to filter through and show any potential threats on the station, um, and and grade it. What's your criteria for threats? Anything that could kill us um, imminently. Hmm. Define imminently. Like today. <laughs> Within the next couple of years. <laughs> Within the next hour or so. I detect cigarettes. These could kill us in multiple years. <laughs> I think... Artemis is is not functioning correctly and seems to think uh, we are about to be ambushed. We need to look through the data objectively uh, and show her that there is no imminent danger to us. <laughs> she has been proven right. Everyone panic. Sure. I'll see what I can edit out. I know it's not your favorite thing to do. I promise no. you things will get a lot more interesting soon. The work needs to get done. I hope you're doing your share. Oh yes, I am. I'll be uh I'll be manually reviewing the data as well. Uh you start getting reports back from Kubrick uh, as he starts to review the data that is streaming to you through Artemis. Um, and you keep getting like it, 
like as he finishes, he <clears throat> keeps sending each packet to you for like like second review, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and you keep getting things packed back as like inconsistent, um, you know, no danger found. Uh, no link between these two things is confirmed. Um, this thing is marked as uh, probable. Uh, I don't think that it's that high. Uh, basically, you keep getting back things that are like his notes, right? On like, right. I think this is wrong. That's wrong. No. Yeah. <laughs> um, but like but it's lining. also but but it's yeah. also like. It's written in such a way where, like, you will see a thing that is like, this is a log about a security threat that shows, like, people uh, breaking onto um, some free-floating platforms that hover around the module that are basically security platforms. They're like little little extra module platforms that the security, like, has a bunch of weaponry and buildings on, um, like patrol stations, right? Uh, And it shows, you know, a patrol station being... Being ambushed by raiders or something like that um and you see how kubrick is like this isn't the situation we're currently in right that's how he marks it basically when he sends right. it back to you it's like obviously we're not getting ambushed here we're not here right now you know what i mean like right. we're in a hangar you know like we're not in space um and sends it back to you right so you keep getting these kinds of things back to you where it's like he's he's marking them off as like here's why i don't think this is a problem um, but it keeps coming. Uh, and eventually Kubrick will say, um, Astro, it, I think the problem is it's too generative. Um, I think, uh, someone needs to stop filming, so to speak. I just keep getting more input. I agree. Um, I think the problem is too, that Artemis might have lost uh, objectivity and is seeing threats in all the data when it doesn't exist. <sighs> like a method actor who doesn't know how to turn off after mm. a day of shooting. Well, figure it out. I don't want to deal with the talent. <laughs> Dealing with the talent is my specialty. Well, this talent, I, I, I don't know. <laughs> uh, I might Orion, be out of my lake. Uh, Dine, uh, that is. Yeah. Uh, as some of this is getting offloaded and, and Kubrick is like, you know, unmarking some of these, um, Artemis is calming down a little bit. Uh, you've gained control back of the mech. Uh, it is no longer powering up weapons and shields and stuff like that. Um, and, but a lot of data is still getting crunched like consistently like it, you're no longer in defcon 1 the warning message is off but like she just doesn't stop she just right. keeps going she just keeps looking for more things like you thought okay you know we'll deal with what's here and then we'll figure it out well uh that hasn't solved itself because she's still taking in more data is the data becoming more and more current or is it going farther and farther back? Can I tell? 
Uh, it's actually going in both ways because as she gets up to the minute reports on the current situation of things, that's getting added to the reports and also things that are concurrent. Like it's it's expanding via distance and time. Like she is now <clears throat> finding things that are slightly further away that can be added and that are slightly further back and that are slightly more recent than the like she's updating the data constantly. Okay. Um, I'm going to tell Artemis and give her like some parameters to try and to try and curtail her going like in all different directions. I'm not going to try and outright stop her, but I'm going to try and limit her with like, you know, don't go beyond this date. That's too far out to be to be relative or don't go, you know, this far out into the system. That's way too far out for us to be able to accurately predict any type of threat. Um that kind of thing. Go ahead oh. and make a check against her. Um, let's see. I feel like this, this would be appropriately a stay cool because I'm trying mm -hmm. to stay cool in the face of Artemis. Sure. <laughs> Six. Damn it. All right. Orion, she does the thing where she starts connecting dots quicker than you can make sense of them, where she's like, it, it's like you you made the misstep of rebuking individual things and not just trying to get her to like see her own folly right so yeah. what happened is you're like but this isn't relevant and she seized on that to show you every piece of collaborating information that says that that is relevant okay. so it's like it's like the thing where you made the mistake of pointing at one piece of evidence on the crazy cork board with all the red lines everywhere and you're like but yeah. why does this matter now she's going to explain to you why that matters and you start getting a new influx of data that's like no you don't understand you know um that security log was important because when that happened we were here and they were there and then this happened you know like she How starts connecting dots starting from there all right. Um, well, so I'm going to try to convince her to at least let the mech be taken back to the ship and we can continue the data crunch there. OK, she doesn't have any strong objections to this. Um, in fact, she insists that we do this immediately. OK. And um, while while we're on the way, I'm going to try to calm her down. <laughs> don't you need the um? Don't you need to get the mech checked for um simulation? Nope, I gave them the data. I, uh, I literally right. gave that's them right. the data. Yeah. <laughs> At some point after I had my uh, evaluation with Kubrick, I'm going to uh, reach out to Dine and say, Dine, uh, can we have a word in private? I have a feeling I know what you're going to say. Um, is Artemis listening right now? Can we, uh, can I speak freely? Uh, I don't think you can avoid her listening in. Uh, can you, can you meet me outside your mech? Sure. I will be right back, Artemis. I promise I'll return. 
and I will leave the mech to go see Astro. Absolutely. Um, I'll say, you know, when someone uh, is suffering from schizophrenia and they say you shouldn't buy into their fantasies. Essentially, what she's doing right now is creating the biggest corkboard and string that you've ever seen. Yeah. Um, and I, she, the more data she brings in, the harder it is to refute it because it's just overwhelming us with the data. Yeah. Um, are you able to turn her off? I can hard shut down the system, can't I, Bob? Like, just flat you, out shut down the map. You could. If anyone else tried, she might kill them. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So you think you could turn her off if it came to that? Yes, I can. I'm, um, I'm going to try to convince her to shut down the mech, to provide me the data that she has, shut down the, and so I can shut down the mech and evaluate it based on what has been provided. If she continues to add too much information, she's likely to lose sight of what we are seeing now because she's just looking at things way too broadly. It's like she's looking at a map of the solar system instead of the problems on the planet. Uh, uh, I will say, Dine, you have also identified a problem where in the current state of things... You can't keep up with her speed. Okay. Uh, one of the problems is um, she has m overestimated your ability to keep up with her. Okay. Um, and you know that, like, in some ways she is having problems explaining things to you because she thinks you are understanding the information faster than you are and she is not understanding that you're falling behind okay okay um in that case i'm going to tell her slow down you're going way too fast artemis you're making connections faster than i can connect them um take it i mean i know you can't but take a deep breath Please, for both our sakes. She will, but it seems to struggle at doing so. Um, Artemis, what started all of this? Show me where this, where it began. And at that, uh, you get. Uh, basically after, uh, the last mission, you know, after, you know, you sat down in here to take things into account, um, Artemis was here alone, basically, and was kind of in a defensive position because you're in a, you know, <clears throat> uncertain area, uh, was told, you know, needs to keep Curry safe, need to keep your mech safe, make sure that no one tries to sabotage you all while you're gone. So Artemis, just as a matter of course, decided, OK, let's do a threat evaluation. Oh, dear God. The threat evaluation did not go well. 
um, the threat evaluation has turned into this somehow. Uh, somehow the threat evaluation spun out of control and you're not sure exactly why that happened, uh, but you are able to see that that was the inciting incident. Uh, Artemis identified a threat, but wasn't able to identify exactly what the threat was. And this spun out of control trying to do identify exactly what the threat was. Okay. Um, having isolated the incident, I'm going to share the um, initial point with jessica and astro and kubrick like okay so this is where we began can we figure out what this is i think we need to convince artemis i know she is she is not being objective can you reset her um looking at this i it would take weeks to unpick all this information there's there's just too much here Okay. If you gave me an entire an entire like intrigue group or something, I could probably set them all to work into into taking all this information apart, but with just us just here with what we have right now, I Yeah. Okay. Listen, Dine, I'm worried your NHP has become unstable and is a threat to our mission. You think you can reel her in? I will try. Um, Because it's either that or we shut her down. Am I able to... I know our... What kind of threat did she see that she was not able to tell? Am I able to tell what kind it is? Even yeah, if it's, not like... it's, it's weird because it's like you got a bunch of information about she started being like, OK, who am I sharing this hangar with? And she started right. looking up the other mercenary groups and she started looking up, you know, the layout of E-2705. And she started looking at, oh, E-2705 has its own security. Somewhere during that process, it's like she made a connection intuitively. Which is odd, because as far as you're aware, that's impossible. Yeah. But she was surprised by this. And because she wasn't able to put, like, she basically arrived at an answer without knowing what equation gave her that answer. And it sent her spiraling because she's like, I don't know how I got an answer without putting an equation in. Okay. Um, she basically so intuited AI there was intuition. a threat. Yeah. She basically intuited a threat, and that's a problem. <laughs> yeah. Um. Um. So, what I'm going to try to do is I want to shut down the Prometheus, remove Artemis, and I'm going to, like, it because I can remove her and take her. And I'm going to take her with me into my room, and I'm into, like, the, the med bay, and I'm basically going to try and talk through her logic with her. Okay. <laughs> I'm trying to have a dad conversation with her. 
Okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Um, she will let you do this only because she trusts you. Right. Um, you basically tell, like, how do you explain to her that you need to do this? I go, look, this is the first time you have ever made a connection without the data to back it up. We need to talk it through to figure out where that intuitive response came from. Otherwise, you could make connections that may or may not have any meaning. That way, in the future, if this were to happen again, you would be able to more effectively resolve the situation. That makes perfect sense to her, and she will let you do as you said. Okay. And at that point, all of the like incoming data calms down. Yeah, it just cuts off. It's like pulling a plug. Like you yeah. were getting, you were getting like the Library of Congress downloaded into your Mac before Astro. <laughs> that stream just stops. <laughs> um, what, uh, uh, what, which one is the Pharaoh fluid again? Sorry for uh, the Pharaoh fluid was the stuff that came out of the mechs that repaired them and exploded. Okay, what's the other stuff? What's the name for that? Uh, the the Vesalian medium. The Vesalian yeah. medium. Yeah. Um, I'll I'll say to Dine, do you think she's behaving this way because of the Vesalian medium? Remember how our AI started to exhibit odd behavior around it? It's probably a combination of that plus that she is a custom AI. Hmm. I don't particularly know the difference, all of the differences between a um, traditional NHP and a custom, but that plus the Vasalian medium is definitely making a difference. Um, if you could, at some point later, bring me a cup or a pot of coffee, I'm probably going to need it. <laughs> it's already brewing. I'll go get it now. <laughs> All right. Well, with all of you having uh, gone through CERT, figured out where your <laughs> rankings are currently, um, gotten your mechs uh, back to the DBC, uh, loaded back on uh, with the promise of a new mission around the corner, and uh, only one of your members suffering a weird sort of incapacitation right now, I'm sure <laughs> everything will be fine for next episode. Yeah. So uh, we'll oh, yeah. go ahead and call it here, and then we'll see everyone next time. How's that sound? Sounds, Sounds good. good. All right. Well, we'll see y'all then. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 Does your AI tell the future now? <laughs> <laughs> Only oh if it's on her core. Your AI is Muad Gib. <laughs>